Contract Properties is a homegrown, family-owned maintenance company located in Nashville. They provide HVAC, electrical, plumbing, painting, and many other services for commercial and residential properties. From build-outs to junk removal, one call does it all. Whether you're a homeowner or a property manager, give Contract Properties a call today for a free estimate. 615-356-0755. That's 615-356-0755. Or visit ContractProperties.net. The Midday 180. Delivered by Edley's Barbecue. With Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. On 104.5 The Zone. Titans and Browns this Sunday at Nissan Stadium. We are ready to preview that matchup with you. Midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue. Meat smoked low and slow made from scratch side dishes. Delicious lunch options now available, including the delicious Nashville-style hot pulled pork from Edley's Barbecue, 12 Southeast Nashville, Sylvan Park. And from the owners, Will and Catherine Newman, they bring you Poncho and Lefty's Cantina. Tacos, tequila, beer. Alongside Paul Koharski, who's broadcasting from the palatial, the wonderful Titans locker room team store right beside Gate 1 at Nissan Stadium. Jonathan Hutton here in Cookville. Chad Withrow on his way to join me. We'll be on the call for the 1A state title game, the Blue Cross Bowl here in Cookville, as South Pittsburgh takes on Fayetteville. Again, that's at 3 o'clock. My TV 30 is where you can listen and watch as I compliment Chad multiple times on his uh, beautiful looks, his wonderful smile, and his great broadcasting abilities as Mount Juliet defeated Warren County, and I must pay off the bet once per quarter during the state championship matchup today. And if you're headed down to the Titans locker room team store, there's some great deals there, Paul, as well. You've got the code blue game this week, Titans and Browns. And for those lucky fans attending the game on Sunday, the Titans want to remind you, update your, your Titans app through your phone, Log into your Titans ticket account before game day, and you can access your mobile parking pass as well as your tickets. Your, add your parking pass and your tickets to your mobile wallet so you can pull up. You get in really quickly that way. Also, parking passes are still available. If you have a ticket but you don't have a parking pass, you can still buy one in advance of game day. Go to TennesseeTitans.com parking to get your mobile parking pass. Eight and three against eight and three. And I've, I've heard a lot of discussion this week about whether or not the Browns are pretenders because of the combined record of the teams they've won against in those eight wins. But I would also say the Titans lost to Cincinnati. So you can point to the, some of the Titans' losses there if you want to discuss contenders or pretenders. I, I'm not sure I would classify the Browns as that based on, uh, on what we've seen. Yeah, I- I'm surprised by the attitude about the Browns, and maybe it's because the Browns are perennially, you know, the Browns. But this is a different version of the Browns. Look, they've lost to Baltimore, a good team. The Titans did well to beat them. They lost to Pittsburgh. So did the Titans. They lost to Oakland. Oakland's a legitimate team that that has taken a turn for the worse now, but isn't far off of this pack and is probably a playoff team. They beat Cincinnati, who the Titans lost to, you just mentioned. They beat Indianapolis. Titans have split with Indianapolis. I think we all agree Indianapolis, when healthy, is a pretty damn good team. They've beaten Houston, who the Titans also have beaten. So if you're discrediting their wins, you're discrediting the Titans' wins. They've beaten Jacksonville, who the Titans have also beaten narrowly, by the way. Uh, Overtime, correct? 
So, yeah. uh, you know, they just beat them narrowly. So you're going to make fun of the Browns for beating Jacksonville narrowly? Well, guess what? <laughs> you also beat Jacksonville narrowly. So I, I don't really understand the discrediting. And if you're going to go look at margin of victory, I think that's nonsense. You know, ultimately, well, uh, so every once in a while, the margin of victory in a game means something. Uh, everybody's going to point to my reaction to that win over the Browns up in Cleveland under Malarkey. Well, that team should have done better than that, and I think that that game meant something. But generally speaking, a win's a win and a loss is a loss, and the Browns are in the exact same place that the Titans are. Now, they have some limitations. Uh, their receiving core isn't very good. Well, the Titans have some limitations. Their pass rush is non-existent. And, and, and the, the Browns have Miles, Miles Garrett, who I think, by the way, Hutton, I don't know about you, if I'm picking one pass rusher in the NFL to put on my team right now, Miles Garrett might not have the best sack numbers in the league, but if you look at a lot of metrics in the league about a guy who does the most against double teams yeah, in key downs and all of that, Miles Garrett in some special metrics about special pass rushing is the top guy. And I'm not sure I wouldn't take him if I was drafting. He wouldn't be the first pass rusher I'd take to be on my team. So there seems to be an air in Nashville like, oh, the Browns are nothing special and we're going to show them. And you might, but the Titans aren't taking this team lightly, and I don't think you should no. either. Well, so so here's the air of why you would call the Browns quote-unquote pretenders at 8-3. and three. They have one win against a team with a winning record of the eight that they have on their on their win column right now. They're, Indy, they're com- right? Indy. Their combination of of the win loss record of the teams they've beaten this season. Twenty four fifty one and one. That's the combined record of the eight teams they've won against. So it's not like you run through all these teams and you think, oh, that's that's a quality win. That's a quality win. This is the one, though, that you could point to when if they come into Nashville and, and beat the Titans. This would be the win that wakes everyone up around the league about the Cleveland Browns. Here's what Baltimore and Pittsburgh didn't allow to happen. They didn't allow Pittsburgh, excuse me, they didn't allow Cleveland to hang around. Jacksonville, they they felt Jacksonville took the lead three times against Cleveland last week, but Cleveland hung around. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, they got off to a really fast start in both of those games, in those matchups. They put the foot on the throat at halftime and then kept the the pedal to the metal in the second half. They didn't let up, and they got down so far that it took them out of their game. So that's the key for the Titans. They're certainly capable of that, but I don't see that type of game this week from either team because of the style of play. I I think this is a fourth-quarter type game on Sunday. Look, if you're going to bemoan something about the Browns, this is what I would pick, and I haven't heard people picking at this. They play the NFC East this year, right? right? So you could pick at that. Now, uh, I mean, the Titans aren't playing the greatest division in history either. The Bears are nothing special. The Lions are nothing special. The Vikings, when they got them, were nothing special, right? They should go three and one against that division, you know, if you're forecasting, right? The the Packers on the road, that's a tough game. I think people could understand if the Titans lost that one. Against the NFC East, if you're a good team, you would expect four and oh. I would expect the Browns to roll. And they still have, um, 
who do they still have left? They still have the Giants, and they they play the Jets. I mean, they've got a soft schedule, mm-hmm. but you don't pick your schedule in the NFL. It, it's not their choice that they that they've already played the Cowboys and that they've already play and that they play Cincinnati twice. Also, their division's tough. I mean, the Ravens and the Steelers are are no pushovers. The Titans don't have that. I mean, the Titans should. I think we all believe sweep the Jaguars and the Texans, right? They're not necessarily going to do that. We know division sweeps are not a given uh, based on familiarity and stuff. But the Browns could be the third team in in a division. There's not going to be a third team in in the, in the AFC South. I, I mentioned earlier in the in the week, if you listen to Kevin Stefanski, which I did after the win in, in Jacksonville for, for the Browns last week, you would have thought they lost the game. Yeah, they won best. by two. Yeah, they won by two. His offense put up 459 yards of total offense in the game. They won by two points. So they let Jacksonville back in the game, and they're a two-point conversion away from tying the game at the end. Mike Glennon should have tried to go for the pylon. Instead, he stops running and tries to force a throw that goes incomplete. Point being, they ran up and down the field on Jacksonville's defense. The Titans can do that, too. But it's not like they're coming in and it's going to be a 13-10 to type final score. Also... Paul, for those that don't know, if you go to the stats packet at the end of an NFL game, and you can do this in college football too, you have the 10 longest plays for every offense. It's normally the what second to last page of every packet. Yeah. If you look at the Browns from the Jacksonville game, all 10 of their plays were 15 yards or more. Sometimes those plays are seven or eight yards on the team's At seat. the bottom of it, yeah. Yeah, and all, all of the Cleveland – plays were 15 yards or more so they get chunk yardage they do it a lot through the run game as we've pointed out a a lot this week but they block really well up front and they're the titans are not going to be in their nickel defense dean peace pointed that out to us earlier today they're going to be more base and the titans play a lot of nickel so how does that fare advantage cleveland advantage tennessee that that's a matchup to watch in the trenches yeah uh, you know this also Derek Henry, we all expect to break a run during a game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Nick Chubb could break a run in this game. Titans, you know, allow 115, uh, 115 and a half a game rushing defense. That's pretty good. That's middle, uh, middle of the league. Okay. But th- that's, that's not stellar. Clowney is a guy that helps them in, in that generally and is supposed to. He's, he's out, you know. Uh, you miss a couple tackles in this game, and you're going to suffer consequences, unlike in a lot of games uh, against the run. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I just feel like um, I, I think the Titans probably win this game, but I think, uh, and I don't think the team's overconfident. I, I mean, I think this no, team's no, no, smart no. every week, but I, I think the community's overconfident. Yeah, I'm just I'm basing what we're discussing here off of the perception that the that the Browns are pretenders based on who they've played. Yeah, and I and feel I like just, Nashville thinks the I Titans walk this weekend. I, I, I don't know why. Um, yeah, I, I don't see that this week. I think it's. I a, mean, it's I think there are two. But, you know, if you're just looking at what the Titans have left Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay, Houston, logic says they should win three of those. They should win next week at Jacksonville. They should win mm-hmm. their home finale against Detroit. Not a very good team. They should win against Houston in the finale. And you would think that game would be meaningless in terms of getting in the playoffs, but would be meaningful probably in terms of positioning. Um, 
But the two threatening teams are Cleveland this weekend and at Green Bay for sure. Um, and I think most Titans fans probably think the Green Bay game on the road is a loss. But for some reason, they're chucking this one up as a gimme. And I, 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 don't, I don't really understand it. Let's discuss some big picture uh, topics when we come back, Paul. Let's talk Derrick Henry, who's starting to get mentioned in the MVP race, although you and I agree this is Patrick Mahomes' award right now. And it would take a lot for, for Henry to get there. One of the things that we, I think we agree on is it would take 2,000 yards rushing. How, how, did the, how does Henry get there? We'll, we'll discuss that. Isaiah Wilson is in the headlines. Paul pointed out uh, a, a traffic incident yesterday. We will discuss that thoroughly. And we will look ahead more in the matchup of the Titans and Browns and listen in to Mike Vrabel's presser a little bit later this hour as well on the Midday 180, delivered by Edley's Barbecue, 104.5 The Zone. So what's going on inside the Titans locker room team store? Paul was nice enough to unmute his Zoom so I could hear Kirby in the background. But although I don't know what else is going on behind the camera, I just know that Paul, he he jumped out of his chair to go talk to Kirby about something. Well, they brought us down a nice code blue box, and Kirby acted like it was for him. It has our three (laughs) names on it. No, that's not what happened at all. That's exactly what happened. Stokes brought us down the box and goes, hey, I brought this for you guys. So I, I, being familiar with what a code blue package is, you know, and the things that they give away to the walk-ups. And to, like you know, Kirby's a genius old. that he's familiar and no well, one else no, is it's familiar. called having been there once before. So Paul hops up. You'd think he was nine years old at his best friend's birthday party, and he literally just starts going, well, I've got a kid that wears socks, and you, you, don't, you can hear you can have a flag. or what. It was hilarious. <laughs> I said, I'll be distributing the box. Kirby's getting his paws on there. It's a box. It says, Chad, Jonathan, and Paul. It doesn't say Kirby so anywhere on. The box has code blue, but the note inside said, please enjoy these items. But, uh, the it was hilarious. It's, for the, it's a talent box. It's not an engineering In box. the 70s, it would have been the fat kid going after the donut. But you can't say that these days. That was Paul in this box. Kirby, yeah. Kirby, uh, come, in, come behind Paul here and just open up. You can open up the, the one that has my name on it if you want. I want to no, know what's in here. It's one box for the three of us. It's got a, oh, a nice wool oh, hat. It's got the code blue t-shirt. Oh, this it's is got okay. A, a pair of socks. I under, Okay, so, this is uh, what they have sent. I, I've got you. Right. So this is a, a very nice code blue box. It's that, got the it towel that's being given away. It's got It's code blue this week at Nissan Stadium. Yeah. It's got a nice wool hat. Yeah. And so I'll Pick something for my family out of it. Probably socks for Simon, and then I'll bring you guys the, the rest of the stuff. I, I love uh, Kirby was doing something, and I couldn't figure out what he was. I could hear it was Kirby and Paul just jumping up. Like, I, I didn't know what was going on back there. I thought, like, he knocked over, you know, uh, <laughs> he knocked over something. I wasn't sure. Midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue. PK's live from the Titans locker room team store where you can gear up for game day. Titans and Browns this Sunday. You can hear that game right here on Titans Radio. Ian Eagle and uh, Charles Davis also on the call for CBS. Back-to-back weeks for Charles getting the, 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 the second-best crew for the Titans. Had it last week. And the Titans have the best game of the week, I believe, at 8-3 and three and 8-3, and three, uh, although it's a noon kickoff. So It's a high-quality game. Let's talk Derrick so, Henry here. Yeah, um, let's get into this. So people want him in the MVP conversation. We've talked about this. Being in the MVP conversation entails being in conversations like this one on Sports Mm -hmm. Talk Radio or in columns. Um, Being in the MVP conversation when the time comes, there's no second or third place vote, right? 
it, you vote one name, the, the AP panel. I'm not on this panel. Um, I think Teresa Walker is. You, you vote for one name. So the second-place finisher in the MVP voting is the guy who gets the second-most first-place votes. That's all there is. There are no second-place votes. He's not going to win it. It's a quarterback award. Nobody's, no non-quarterbacks won it since 2012. It's trending hard towards quarterbacks. I think even if he gets to 2,000 yards, unless Mahomes and Rodgers fall off yeah. the, the face of the earth, it's not going to happen. But I did go and look, and it's funny. I, I had the tweet ready to go, and I said, I'll wait to tweet this until we're uh, discussing it. And then Broadway Sports Media had, had a story that came out and said, Derrick Henry could get to 2,000 yards, but it's probably not the best thing for the team. And I was like, damn, I just added this up, okay. and I tweeted my thing out. And, and in full disclosure, we did have this uh, pre-planned. Um, yes. So, Paul, li- list. Well, good um, job by them having it. So, listen, yeah, here's what I sure. did. I just looked. He's 743 yards away from 2,000 yards. And so I said, well, let's look at the run defenses that they're facing. Cleveland is ninth. Jacksonville's 29th. Detroit's 28th. Green Bay's 14th. Houston, 31st. And so uh, then I went down, what do those teams give up on average? Cleveland 108, Jacksonville 136, Detroit 133, Green Bay 114, Houston 155 almost. I added that all up. Well, that comes to 677. That's only 66 fewer than Derrick Henry needs. And we know he goes beyond average. So if he simply ran for what these teams are giving up, he'd only end up 66 short of of 2,000. And like I said yesterday, which Chad had a good reaction to you know he's going to have a 200 in here somewhere which chad was like isn't that weird that we say very casually he's going to have a 200 yard game and nobody flinches at it but it's a lot more conceivable than i thought before i looked at these numbers that he does get ten thousand yards this year Um, i I would say he still doesn't win mvp yeah and i agree especially it's a quarterback award first he'll win Um, offensive player of the year yes yeah exactly um, but he also, he's playing Jacksonville and Houston coming up like that. That's also advantage Derrick Henry on top of the numbers, even if Jacksonville and Houston had decent run defense, you still expect Derrick Henry to run well against both of those teams. Yeah. Especially against Jacksonville, right? Especially in Jacksonville. Uh, yes. you know, the, the homecoming game, which he always downplays and then he runs over people and gets stiff arm highlights. So, so uh, you mentioned Broadway Sports said even if it's not best for the team. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to read it, but that was. I'm the trying headline. to figure out why that would be because this is. Well, maybe Derrick they Henry's want him rested. Season. Maybe they want him rested at the end, going into the playoffs. That could be part of it. Okay. Has this told you, but just how they're using him? And I know Vrabel doesn't want to go into carries per game or workload. He's going game by game and game plan and what it takes to win. I get it. Um, but it's a four-year contract that we noted whenever it was signed was really a two-year deal, and they're treating it as such. It is interesting that there was a moment where Ryan Tannehill said, yeah, we're kind of uh, holding his carries down a little bit intentionally when we were having the conversation about usage. Well, I was saying, look, to me, 18 versus 22, 19 versus 24 isn't that big a deal. Uh, and then right after Tannehill said that, and that was after a three-game stretch, boom, the numbers went up, and all of a sudden that was for naught. I think uh, you know that was the first stretch where I saw Mike Vrabel do anything limiting him. I think mm-hmm. it was because Foreman and McNichol weren't wasting those carries, which previously were a burn with Deion Lewis. 
but that's the first time Mike Vrabel ever cared. And to me, it's clear that Mike Vrabel is like I am in terms of the thinking, like, we'll worry about now, now, and we'll worry about later, later. Derrick Henry's shown no signs of wear and tear, and he is very much an NFL anomaly, right? After a season like last year, everybody drops off. They're like a rare exception, and he now goes in the rare exception list of following up a big-use year with a big-use, healthy year where he maintains the production. And now you know when the Titans finish this season with whatever they do, the question will be, there's no way that he can do it a third year, is there? And that's a reasonable question because people don't. You're right. You're right. Here's the other reason why you ride the Henry train. And Henry's the number one reason. He's the talent. But this offensive line has been exceptional up front recently. And it starts with Ben Jones and Nate Davis. Uh, Roger Saffold has been what we expected. But Nate Davis, he deserves a lot of credit for the room he's creating on his side of the line of scrimmage. And I'll say this for Nate Davis. He he is – people will take this as funny. If there's one, <laughs> If there's one reason for hope for Isaiah Wilson – it might be Nate Davis. It might be Nate Davis, right? Nate Davis was bad early, right? And he eased in, and he kind of got going last year. And here he is <laughs> on, in the second year, and he's good. Here's a difference, though. Nate Davis is playing last year. <laughs> yeah, right, and he cares. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Davis played his rookie year. But you get what I'm saying. Nate Davis I know. developed. Nate Davis has turned into what they thought Nate Davis would be. Huh. Yeah. Under Keith Carter, under Arthur Smith, under Mike Brayman. And they've done a great job with him. Because the talk was he and he's a hell of a stance. Player. His stance at Charlotte wasn't going to translate immediately to the league. They had to coach him into the proper technique. Now, I think he's using some of that to his advantage. Leverage uh, with the leverage, yeah. Um, but that that was the discussion was that the way he was taught and coached at Charlotte was not the way he was going to be t- taught here. And they've done a nice job of transitioning him to the NFL level. It, He's a good it's player. a great example of what they can do coaching-wise. And you're mentioning Ben Jones, and Ben Jones has had a fine season. And part of the reason Ben Jones has had a fine season is because, look, who's next to him finally. He's not playing with Andy well, Lavitri. He's not agreed, playing with, with he's, Quentin Spain. He's playing now he, with a, an ascendant Nate Davis and Roger Saffold, who is living up to what Roger Saffold is. Yes, um, and that frees him up to do what Ben Jones can do. I, yeah, but he's also, I mean, he's been really banged up and yeah, he's he still has. playing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, he's still playing at a high level despite being as banged up as he's been and fighting through some of the injuries. He's a fighter. He's yeah, a fighter. he's tough, man. Um, let's get into Isaiah Wilson and, and your report about the car accident, which was what, October, help me with this, 27? October 27th. Okay, the significance of this is what? Because it, full disclosure from, from my view here, I read this as I'm sitting in a press box at Tucker Stadium yesterday and then went and called a game, and I don't know what has happened since then with the reporting of this or the discussion of this moving forward. Well, I'll just talk people through my thinking. But First off, I think in this day and age, any Titan, any Titan who mm-hmm. had a, a car wreck that yep. deployed his airbags that involved two other cars and that amounted to the 
disabling of his car. I think that qualifies probably as news. Now, now not uh, look. And here's what I did. I said nothing nefarious here. He was involved in a car accident on October 27th. Here's the police description of it. I offered no judgment of this accident or whatever. Now, he's had a lot going on in his life since he got here. And I thought, here's another event that occurred in his life. I'm not saying this is a factor in anything. I'm not saying anything. But it's a public figure and a public record, and I put it out there. I knew half the people would say, oh, look at this guy. He's a mess, and here's another thing. And another half, the louder half, would be like, you are all over this guy. This has nothing to do with anything. Back off. Leave him alone. All of that. And that's exactly what happened. But I will say this. All I did was tweet this factual information. Now, if you want to bemoan it being made into a big deal, turn away from me. Buck Rising talked about it on 3HL yesterday. I thought more than was warranted. Buck Rising talked about it on his show last night. I thought more than was warranted. A to Z has several clips of their morning show with Zach and Austin this morning uh, uh, talking about where it factors into Isaiah Wilson's resume since he got here. I think more than was warranted. So if you have a, a complaint about it being made a deal of or over-discussed, they're not with me. And the only reason we're discussing it now really is because it's been, I think, over-discussed elsewhere. I don't know if J. Martin Ramon touched on it well, this morning. I don't know what other people did. Here's I understand I, I put it out there, but I think it's been over-discussed. Here's what I thought when I saw it. This is how many car accidents? Well, at least since two. Since he's been here? Two or three. Um, you know, and another... You know, this could could have it turns out just a you know bad fortune uh, based on the way the police report. He also says he took his foot off like he was stopped on Murphy Road and then he took his foot off the brake and he rolled into these people. Well, I've taken my foot off the brake plenty. I've never rolled into somebody hard enough for my airbag to deploy and for my car to be pretty much wrecked. You know, need a airbag deploy when you hit Mark Howard's car in the parking lot. No. Uh, my, my airbags didn't deploy when I got hit on uh, on 65 on my way to Nissan Stadium, and my car was technically totaled. Yeah, it takes a little bit more than just uh, you let your foot off the brake and it rolled forward. Um, and it, it, in the report, it also said that the car was disabled. Yeah. <laughs> like it had to be towed away. Right. So if it's disabled and towed away, right. it might be right. towed. It's, At any rate, it's, I'm not casting judgment on this. The guy had an accident. He wasn't well, drunk. There was nothing up. But... Uh, again, and if it was a random Titan, I would have probably, if I came on this information, did it. Now, other people were saying, why now? Here's why now. I had a tip that he was probably in another accident. I requested information about the other accident, and I got the information. Would I prefer to have the information on October 27th? Yes. If not the 27th, the 28th? Yes. 29th? Yes. On and on. But if I get it on December 3rd, I get it on December 3rd. And when I have it, I share All true. Uh, and, and I don't know what Buck was was saying on on A to Z, I, I, but he did have a report sometime in October about Isaiah Wilson missing practice for some reason. I don't know if those two it things didn't, line it up. Didn't, at all. It didn't. It didn't line up. Okay. Um, but that, but he's missed been, a lot of practice. He's missed yes, a lot of practice has. along the way. He, he missed, missed one yesterday. this week with illness. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's just it's um it is a line of recurring issues that in in and of it individually, this report is just it's newsworthy because it's a Titan that totaled his car. Airbags were deployed in Simple the middle of that. the season. But with the with the continuing list of things, this is still you still raise an eyebrow to it because of the description of the damage versus what he said happened. That's 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 worth discussing because of the magnitude of the draft pick and the fact we haven't seen him at all for what we did. We saw him for one snap. And uh, well, actually four snaps. He, he was on the kneel downs also. Um, the other <laughs> thing is like, look, if you want to come at me, I, you know, obviously I, you do, you do you, I'll, I'll, I'm fine. But uh, you know, people are coming at me saying I made a big story of it. If I want to make a big story of something, I've, I've got a website and you a radio will. show. Yeah, you will. This was a tweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes I tweet about, about my, you know, my kid having green hair or something. I, 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 <laughs> not every tweet is, uh, is big. I mean, you know, if, if we want to now set a scale of big stories to small stories, what's the smallest thing I could do? You could hold argue, the story and not even tweet it. Like right. People but don't want I'm that either, though. If I'm doing something... If I'm going to do something, what's the smallest thing I can do? I think the smallest thing I could do is tweet, one tweet. So I did the smallest thing I could do, and people say it's big. But you also, you know you don't have to defend yourself on this. I, I know, I but I, some people need to hear it, so now I can ha- hash it out. Oh, I, I, I don't mind you hashing it out either. I'm not, I'm not trying to argue with you on that point. No, I, know. I, don't, I don't agree with what you're saying. Um, I, but you don't have to defend yourself. I think 95% of the people out there respect the fact that you found this information through a tip and reported it. Now, there's nothing else to it from my vantage point on that other than the 5% that want to get a rise out of PK. And I'd like somebody else to once in a while find some information like this so that, the, <laughs> the, that everybody wasn't like, oh, Paul's so negative. He's the guy finding the accident report. Uh, and thank God hey, Buck you found the drunk drive. Thank God Buck found the drunk driving thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's not on your. Buck's so uh, damn your, negative. Your... So so negative. Finding the drunk driving report. <laughs> Let's all pile on Buck. You know what? You know what's next is you're going to get a tip on a Dory's injury, and I'm you're going on it. to tweet that. I know you are. You're going to tweet that, and you will be criticized for being negative about a Dory Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah. When people are demanding information for a long time on something, and then I provide it, that's terrible. Midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue on 104.5 The Zone. Midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue. Big thanks to the Titan Locker Room Team Store being a great host for Paul and Chad today. Nissan Stadium, site of the Titans and Browns. Your home for the Titans right here on Titans Radio 104.5 The Zone. Jonathan Hutton with you in Cookville, live from Larry Stone's palatial Stonecom here in Cookville. Big thanks to Larry and the entire staff here for being so hospitable, giving me a studio here today. As uh, I'm in town, Chad's on his way here to broadcast the 1A state title game at 3 p.m., South Pittsburgh taking on Fayetteville. Paul, uh, Real quick, before I get some final thoughts uh, from you and it involves some injuries uh, for the Titans and, and, and around the league, I need Kirby to grab a microphone and tell me his favorite item 
among all of the wonderful items inside Kirby. the Titans locker room team store. And I have a prediction um, that it's going to be red and it's a long sleeve shirt. That's my prediction for Kirby Allen. Kirby, Kirby can't even find a microphone. So, so I he's off to a great start. Use. Oh, is he already packing up? Is the, well, did the show of course, in for him? But he's still oh, I'm not packing up. I just had turned stuff off to conserve batteries. My favorite <laughs> item in this store at the moment is the, uh, you know, last year I got the light blue pullover, Nike. Right, yes. This year's the red one. It looks really cool. Unfortunately, it. it still has like the little flame ball, and it would look really good with the sword. Yeah, a lot of people Some, want the sword for those, merchandise. The sword stuff was the most popular amongst fans that I've talked to and people that I know that wear their Titan gear. The, the sword hoodie from the late 90s was the most popular thing that they've ever done. I think that red pullover wow. with a sword instead of the flame ball, and you wouldn't be able to keep them on the shelf, but that's simply my opinion. Uh, I, I agree. I'm a big fan of the sword, it and I think they should uh, push the sword more. John Glennon reporting off of Mike Vrabel's Zoom call post-practice. Dory Jackson, unsurprisingly, out for Sunday. The other name out for Sunday is not good. Jonu Smith. Fulton and Evans, unlikely to be activated. I have to go find my own injury report from yesterday. I, I thought Ferkser was looking less likely than than uh john and it's going to take me a second here, here i think it it's good news the good news is adam humphreys will return off of concussion protocol he's practiced all week um john who had a knee okay now ferks are uh ferks oh sorry ferks are not but not injury related so we don't okay. know what's up there uh other people who didn't practice both days so that was ferks are not injury related Jackson, who's out. Saffold, who we know plays through stuff. He's got an ankle. Janu was the other. So that's a bad development. And listen, this is another thing a lot of people are overreacting to. Got to get Janu more involved. Got to get Janu more involved. It's a very fantasy-centric thing. Yes, yes. Um, the guy's playing great. I mean, I thought he was fantastic in Indianapolis. You've got to look. And look, I don't read the run game that well I, i'm not an interior offensive line guy i lose linebackers running into the into the wall you know in, into the sea of people but it, it was not hard to see johnny smith busting it in the run game um so if you think that johnny smith somehow been de-emphasized i mean i don't think they're consciously saying let's not throw to johnny smith i think they're saying the best way for us to win this game is with the tight ends helping a lot um in in the passing game. And I think that may be the case this weekend. Blake Bettingfield wrote that at my site. Look for a lot of six- and seven-man protections and quick hitters to A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. And if that's a formula to win, don't worry about Jonu Smith <laughs> not being targeted and whatever. What do you prefer, fantasy stats or Titans wins? Paul, as we wrap up, just in big picture here, Jonu Smith contract year, solid. Corey Davis, contract year, solid. And Jayon Brown, in a contract year, was playing solid football prior to his injury. Here's my – A.J., uh, Adam Humphreys has passed concussion protocol. So uh, that's – Okay, so he's playing. He'll be playing hope, for the first time since Cincinnati. Yeah, he said Vrabel's hopeful – said he's hopeful. But, uh, of course, he's playing if he's, if he's passed it. Um, 
you know, not so unfortunate how much time he missed out of a, a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, look, John U. Smith, to me, is number one. He's an identity guy for what this team is and wants to be. He's productive on both levels, so he's a, uh, a, a two-way tight end. And there is no pipeline of guys like this, right? They're less common, less and less common at the college level. Wouldn't you agree? Agreed. Okay. Completely Corey, agree with you. Corey Davis, he'll be hard to replace. He's going to get overpaid, likely. This is the second draft in a row, though, where there are very good receivers. There's never going to be a lack of receivers coming from college because every program in the country is throwing the ball over and over. There are receivers everywhere. So I'd hate for them to lose Corey Davis based on the way he's playing, but they were intending to lose Corey Davis. They are expecting to lose Corey Davis when they didn't exercise his fifth-year option. It's not a mistake that they didn't exercise it. I wrote this week, Spotrack estimates he's going to make $8 million a year. His option was 15. Titans and Browns this Sunday. Can't wait for kickoff. Join us here on The Zone. More pregame coverage coming up, and then, of course, pregame coverage all day on Sunday, postgame coverage as well. Alan Bell points out the quote of the day from Kirby Allen Kirby. Quote, among fans I talk to and those in the merchandise community, unquote. He that said that? was uttered from Kirby Allen Kirby in, de- in the description of the sword. The merchandise community. Oh, dear Kirby, God. Thank you as always, Lucas Panzeca. Thank you as well. For Chad Withrow and Paul Kaharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. We are back on Monday, midday when Eddie delivered by Edley's Barbecue. Good catch, Alan Bell. Don't block the box. Do lock the locks. See ya!